So get this, okay? You can set up a sales page and an entire funnel for your business and not have it convert. I hate to say it, but having a funnel, you really need to have it set up properly. Now, over the last few weeks, we've talked a lot about funnels. We've talked about the structure of a sales page. We've gone into writing copy for the sales page, and we've even talked about the different types of funnels that you can have set up within your business. So now that you have that structure, I want to look at how do you actually maximize the conversions, meaning how do you get better results? Now, it doesn't matter if this is for a sales page that sells a product or a program, or if you're using a funnel simply for an opt-in page where you're giving away a freebie, that lead magnet that we always talk about. These tips that I'm going to share with you today, they're going to help you across the board with funnels. I am going to focus mainly on using sales pages for the examples as we go through this episode, just because they're longer form, but just keep these tips in mind to really, really improve your results online when you are using a funnel. Hey, it's Lisa Ann here. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the More Than Social podcast. I'm a digital marketing expert, self-development junkie, and your go-to for all things marketing, ads, and automation. I'm so excited that you popped by to hang out with me today. So let's dive right into the topic. So let's look at the eight tips for optimizing your sales page to maximize those conversions. Again, AKA what I mean by that is maximize the results that you get with your funnel. So first up, and I say this a lot on here, you need to understand who your client is and what actually motivates them. You want to make sure that you actually take some time to research your dream audience, their interests, their values, but most importantly, you need to know their pain points. What that's going to do is actually help you craft a message that speaks directly to them. Now, the key here is knowing what to say to them to make them feel seen, heard, and actually motivate them to take that step forward. Now, another aspect to pay attention to is even the language that your audience uses. So if they use certain slang, you want to use that on your pages. So really, you want to start paying attention to what your audience is complaining about and actually how are they complaining? What are they actually saying? That alone will go so, so far with your pages. So for example, let's say that your audience is in their early 20s or even their late teens. If they say, I'm dead, when they find something funny, for example, that should be used on your funnel. Now, it may not seem really professional or grammarly correct, but what it does is it actually creates a deeper connection with them and gets on a deeper level. So really, it is all about connecting with someone with a sales page or any funnel and actually grabbing their attention. Now, another way to grab attention and really do that, build that connection with them is through the headline that you're using on the page. This is the first thing that people will notice when they get to your funnel. It's exactly what will entice them to either move forward, read on within the page, or even just exit out of the screen. So with your headline, it's something that needs to grab their attention, but it's also something that needs to connect with them, but also speak to a pain point. That's why it's so important to understand who you're talking to. But at the same time, as it really needs to make sure that they want to actually listen to you. That's what you want to get out of your headline. With headlines, you want to speak to that main benefit or the outcome that they are essentially looking for. Now, the key here, though, is you also want to keep it simple and straightforward, but super powerful at the same time. So typically on sales pages, you'll see people mentioning a sale or offer, but my favorite is using language that tells them how they're going to go from point A to point B, such as discover how to quit your nine to five job to travel the world. People love transformations and that's essentially what they're looking for. So really just keep that in mind when you're looking at your headline. And if you can use it in your marketing, 
do so. Now, another powerful headline is asking a question about their main pain point. Even telling them what to do is another way that you can use a headline. So for example, let's say that you're using an opt-in page within your funnel, okay? And let's just pretend you have a lead magnet, so that freebie that you give away. If you want people to enter their contact details to download that freebie, say so. Say in your headline, click the button below to download your free guide on how to go from A to B. If you can also pull on the heartstrings and bring emotion into it, especially if you can encourage action through it as well, your headline will do a lot of the work for you. Another way you can pull on emotions is actually through images. And actually, you want to use strong visuals within your funnel. That is also a very important aspect. And this is another tip for you. Images, they don't only serve a purpose to make the page look pretty, although yes, I like a pretty page. But think of a video even where people can hear you, they can listen to you explain something just as you would do with them if you were in person, or even a picture or a roadmap or a mind map even that helps you clearly explain things that they need. So seeing something or hearing something even will go a lot further than just using text alone. And really look at yourself and how you behave on pages. Are you someone who's actually going to sit there and read paragraph after paragraph? Seriously, are you? Are you going to read over and over again? Like for me, I'm not at all. I'm actually going to jump from section to section, skimming things until I actually feel like there's something I really need to read. So I don't know if that's just me, but that's just what I gather. So with pictures and with videos, you are going to help people not only stay engaged, but you're actually going to get them further through your content. You don't only want to have images and videos though. Text is still important piece of the puzzle. I'm not saying don't use text at all. You just want to Use a combination of videos, images, and text. You just really also want to keep your text pretty concise and easy to read though, okay? And by the way, if you're taking mental notes, this is the fourth tip out of eight. So, so far I've mentioned you want to understand who your audience is and actually speak their language. You want to make sure your headline is standing out and you want to use visuals and videos. Now, with the text side of things, like I said, you want it to be easily read and consumed. What I like to do is actually just pretend that I'm speaking to a prospect one-on-one, -on -one. so whether that's on Zoom or phone call or in person, but you're speaking to that particular person. And I pretend that they know even less about my business and my offer so that it actually forces me to really break it down in the simplest manner. And then I use that as my text. So even if you use the voice to text option on your phone or your computer to actually type out what you're saying out loud, that's a great way to gather some of the information for your text piece. And then what you do is you just start removing the fluff. You don't need it to be grammarly correct and all professional on your page because like I said before, you want to make sure that you're using a language that your audience is using. You want to connect with them just as you would in person and build that relationship. But don't force people to read paragraph after paragraph trying to figure out what it is that you're talking about. If you do have a lot to say though, and you're building that long form sales page, so let's say you're doing a program sales, a really easy way to make your content more consumable is actually break up large chunks of the text with headings, with bullet points, or other techniques that you can use to make it really easy for readers to just grasp what you're saying quickly, is to utilize key points and make it bold, make it stand out. And also you're gonna wanna remember that people are busy. So they will skim first before they decide if they want to spend the time reading word for word and really taking in your concepts. Now, copywriting is something that, yes, you can absolutely master over time, but the best place to start is looking at your audience, hang out with them and actually talk to them. Speak to your dream client.
But if you do want to get even more in depth with your copywriting and take it to the next level from a professional side of things and really get into the nitty gritty, make sure to go back to the episode two weeks ago with Jess. She gave a lot of tips on how to write copy for a sales page. And keep in mind, you can also use a lot of those tips with other pages within your funnel, like your opt-in page, your checkout page, all that jazz. And hey, you can even use all those tips for emails and social media content, just to throw it out there. It all just kind of eventually blends together when you're speaking to that dream audience and you know who you're speaking to. And actually, another really big tip for you, I always write the copy for my pages before I design the actual funnel online. So at this point, all you need to remember is how to talk to your audience and make sure you're speaking to one person at a time through that copy. And then you want to use that as your framework. From there, we'll make tweaks to it to make sure that the page is set up in the most effective way and will actually help you generate more success from it. Now, another episode that I highly recommend going back to is the one that we did three weeks ago with Hera. So on that episode, we broke down the structure of our sales page step by step for you. So first, write your copy. And then I want you to go back and listen to that episode as you're actually setting up the pages within your funnel and the sales page specifically. But a few other tips for you from the actual design aspect is that you want to make sure that it's honestly super, super easy to navigate so that you actually are taking someone through a journey as well. So start the page with the emotional aspect where you're actually connecting with them. Then move into the meat and potatoes where you focus on the core content. What is it that you're talking about? What is it that you want them to do? What is it that they're going to get from you? Or what is it that you want them to buy from you? Share all the details here. And then end it with a close in a strong call to action. Now keep in mind, people won't do what you want them to do until you actually tell them. I know it sounds weird, but they won't. So don't feel guilty about being direct about those call to actions. Now, even the overall branding of the page is also super important. It's not as important as the content and the flow of the page, but I find the overall design and the branding, it will impact the whole wow factor that you have with your audience. Oh, and while I'm on that topic, another big, big, big tip for you, make sure your page is designed around mobile, okay? If you take anything away, listen to this. 99% of people will land your page from their mobile device. So make sure you have it set up thinking mobile mobile first, desktop second, okay? Now that also will depend on your audience, but just make sure you go that route. Again, if that's anything you take away, make sure to design it for mobile. Now with your call to actions, the end of the funnel will always push people to take that action, right? But that doesn't mean that you can't put call to actions throughout the entire page. So again, I'm using this long sales page as this example. You need to tell people exactly what to do and you'll want to hit them exactly when they start thinking, oh yeah, I want to do this. So with your call to action, they don't always have to be click here to sign up. You can actually test out different language that flows with what you're talking about. And again, using the language that your audience actually says will also help you a lot. So for example, you could use a call to action that says, yes, I'm ready, or yes, Lisa, I'm in, or a few other examples, start your journey towards XYZ. So let's just say that someone's starting the journey for home ownership. You can say that. Or activate X today, like activate your weight loss today. Or even join X number of other people and obviously get a little bit more detail than that. But you can really write anything and you can be really creative with it and test actually what call to action, what language works the best with your audience. 
Now, another thing with the design aspect, especially with the call to actions, you want to avoid those call to action buttons just blending in with the design. You actually want them to pop, which is my seventh tip for you, by the way. So let's pretend that your branding is pink and green, okay? Just like mine is. You don't want your buttons to hide with the flow and just like, be in those colors and make it all pretty. I know I like pretty too, but you don't want it to blend in. Instead, you want to use a bright yellow or a bright orange or a bright green button that actually pops out from your branding and encourages more people to actually click on it. I know it sounds weird, but buttons are important and the buttons are going to be strategically paced throughout the page. So the pop of the color is actually going to grab the person's attention and push them in the direction you want them to go, such as adding something to their cart, sign up for an email list, buying something whatever it is for you, your business. So whatever it is in this case, I want you to choose conversions over prettiness. I know, I understand, I like pretties, but it's conversions over prettiness, okay? I'm going to say that more times than once. And now my last, last tip for you, which is probably the most important besides mobile friendly, as well as make sure it's conversion over pretty. But if you take anything else away from this episode, it's this. Instead of continuously reinventing the wheel, I want you to really focus on that converting offer and then using that to maximize the conversions. So let me say this again. Instead of continuously reinventing the wheel, maybe it's looking for that next best thing within your business, you are better off optimizing the converting offer and maximizing the conversions. So all these tips that I've given you today and over even the last month with sales pages and everything we've talked about with funnels are things that you can continuously tweak and test to see different results. Now, once you have your baseline sales page, make one small tweak at a time, test it to see the results, and then continuously tweak as you go. Now, over time, you'll know exactly what works for your audience and what doesn't work for your audience. So you'll know a blue button works better than a red button, even as in depth as to what headline works, what language works, all of that. So I will always give you the structure, but at the end of the day, you are going to need to test to see what works for your audience best. And there, like I said, you're going to continuously improve and optimize the results by making small tweaks at a time. I promise it is actually fun and kind of turns into this like big game when you really think about it. And if you've hung out with me for this last month, you know that we have focused specifically on maximizing funnels in your business. It is a huge piece to online marketing. I thought it was super fun to kind of combine all these pieces and breaking it all down for you like this. But the next thing I want to dive into deeper with you is actually email marketing. Because when you actually combine emails with your funnel now, that is just the start of truly using digital marketing to its fullest for your business. So that is where we're heading next month, just to give you a sneak peek. So next week, we are going to be jumping into email marketing. So if I can give you a goal for this week, I want you to implement these tips. I want you to set up your funnel and then together, starting next week, we're going to start to connect your email marketing for it. Okay, I am super, super excited for you. I hope you are too. I hope this is breaking it down really easy. But if you ever have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on social media at Lisa Ann Coaching. I am always here. But regardless if I hear from you or not, I hope you have the best day ever. And I'll talk to you next week. Again, all about email marketing. Bye for now. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this episode. I am so grateful that you show up each and every week. 
I hope these tips and tricks have brought you some new ideas and new inspiration for your business. If you love this conversation, let me hear it. Leave us a rating and review on the More Than Social podcast and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Share it with someone who you know needs this message and together, let's make an impact and let's make a business that we love. I'll see you next week.